You will notice that every episode of Monkeys Took My Jetpack contains an explicit tag, meaning there may be language which would be unsuitable for work or for children. This time, we mean it. You've been warned. Monkeys Took My Jetpack. Good morning, good evening, or good afternoon, and thank you for downloading Monkeys Took My Jetpack, issue number 71. Today, we're going to give you the 25th session of the Dresden Files. We feature Trilobite as our awesome game master, yours truly, Blind Geek, as David Mercury, Josh as Ezra Kirkland, and Thunderstep as Adam Dipple. So, without further ado, grab a cup, bottle, glass, or can of your favorite beverage, sit back, relax, and enjoy Monkeys Took My Jetpack issue number 71, Acid Trip. Speaking of monsters versus aliens. You guys want to play some Dresden? <laughs> pretty good. <laughs> In the words I, just, I, don't ever get to, I don't ever get to do that. I was pretty happy. Yeah. <laughs> In the words of Tone Loke, let's do it. When last we left our heroes, you were in the Chamber of Whispers, oh, or right. as Ezra tentatively identified it, a goddamn sweat lodge. Yeah. And uh, I think the idea of my pur- purgative in there was uh, soundly denounced. Because that is disgusting in an enclosed human space. Exactly. All right. Well, and none of us want to picture that. Okay. I live through it every day. 98, 98 degrees and 100% humidity. Yeah, that's... Is it 100% humidity underwater? Seriously? Can you picture that? Can you picture that? Can you picture I will shoot you both in the knees. That was Fraggles, wasn't it? That was the Muppet no. movie. Oh, that Muppet was movie. Dr. Okay. Teeth and the Electric Mayhem, sir. It looked like a pistol to me. It's Dr. Teeth and the Electric Mayhem. <laughs> this is what I was trying to prevent. <laughs> He's through his own laughter. <laughs> We'd discussed last time setting up a sort of... There's some sort of weed burning on the coals. Uh, we discussed last time setting up some sort of psychedelic wonderland for your characters. Some kind I'm, of hallucinatory experience. I'm inclined to think that we look like how we see each other when we were doing the uh, soul when we were doing the soul gaze. Ah, you didn't get a chance to see each other, but I like the idea. Yeah, but that's how we're going to... Well, yeah, we didn't see each other, but she saw us, and I'm inclined to think while we're in the psychedelic mind space. That's how we manifest. I used to listen to that band in high school. You won't find a bigger fan of psychedelic rock than me. <laughs> psychedelic Mind Space came out with their ba- album Euphoria in 1989. Oh, was that an actual band? No, I thought we were doing... No, I was doing the MBC! You oh, gullible okay. people! Right. Hot damn! All right. <laughs> you, can, you, can, you can be on Alan I's podcast. There we go. Awesome. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll just be quiet in the corner here. Uh, <laughs> Your sociopath training is coming along nicely, my young apprentice. <laughs> I got nothing. I got a job. Yeah. Which is what we'll call the podcast. Okay. <laughs> so what does the what does the table say about this soul gaze idea? That sounds good to me. I like it. I, I think that's nifty. 
Where do we go from here? I like the idea of doing this as freeform, story-based role-playing to set it aside from, you know, sidereal reality. Okay. Well, then I won't leave my dice for a while. I like it. I, I have no problem with that whatsoever. I like the idea of that freeform storytelling stuff. I'm not sure where we're supposed to go. I know where they got us. Let's in. start briefly describe to your fellow players what you guys see or what they see looking at you. It has been a week since the Soul Gaze. I posted but, a picture of uh, a couple pictures in the chat there, but basically Ezra looks like a flickering layer after layer of like clothing and outfits and masks shedding off, hiding just like a chaotic. What the hell have I seen that before? That's Johnny Sorrow from JSA. But just, uh, you know, Matt's just kind of hiding like a chaotic, unformed, not quite formed energy behind it, hidden under layers of falsehoods. Interesting. He's not fully baked yet. If we keep breathing in his weed, we will be. <laughs> okay, dog, don't French kiss me, please. That's just weird. And, wow. Yo, dog, here he like French kissing. <laughs> <laughs> So I put some tongue on your tongue. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sitting on the floor, and he comes running up to me and... Playtime! Pretty much. I just ate some <laughs> Taste my tongue. Thankfully, he doesn't do that. Mm-hmm. That's why I keep my dog out of the, the <laughs> game room if I can. Well... Because if I'm on the floor, he'll keep dropping a toy at my face. You gonna throw it? Come on, throw it! <laughs> throw it! So, gents, what so about we the got... rest of you? As I said, looking, looking at Adam, you... Definitely see the patchwork clay. You can see the seams in certain areas. Uh, the biggest area that would draw your eyes would be his face, where his eyes are, and whenever he opens his mouth, you see that bright blue flame that's obviously raging inside of his body. And here I would have thought he would look unseemly. Well, thanks to being warped out of shape <laughs> by the, the crap in the water, he does... I would say he definitely has the night terror look at the moment. Because the flames are kind of like jetting out of areas where there are holes or where there's are mm. And, oh, I thought you were, sorry, Glenn. Oh, no, no. The only thing I was going to say is, you know, with all the humidity and everything in the room, probably the weakest parts of his body at the moment are kind of almost looking like they're dripping. Yee. Blue fire spattering down from them. Now, Blind Geek, as my Catholic priest used to say, take your time, swallow. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Wow. Holy crap. You proud of that, sir? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> no, but I did what I had to describe. Half dad answered. Wow. Oh, my. So I see we're moving past uh, just a wing on hell, and we're going for the base floor. It, never mind. Go on. Hang on I'm, I'm finishing yeah. my Tootsie roll. That's also what he said. <laughs> oh, oh. Wow. Well, that's why I didn't get it at first when he said, take your time and swallow. And I'm thinking, how did he know I was eating a Tootsie Roll? That's weird. And then I realized, oh, crap. I'm sorry. I apologize for that. Hold on. That makes it more. I thought you were just coming out of that out of, like, left field. <laughs> no, I'm, not sure if it makes, I could, I'm not sure if that makes it more or less offensive. <laughs> no, it's still the same level of offensive. I could hear him eating, too. It's I'm sorry. God yeah, damn it. No. Hey, look, man, you give me shit all the time for how I sound, so. <laughs> no, I'm, I am not invalidating what you were saying. I'm simply, okay. Anyway, David in his cop uniform, and on his back is this 
wooden cross that he is struggling to carry as he moves through the room. I was going to say as he walks up a hill, but... I was going to say... Absolutely walks up a hill. Not only a hill, the side of a pyramid. But how would we see that if we're all in this room? Because you're all walking up the side of a pyramid. Oh, okay. Fair enough. In fact, yeah, we're going to go a full tilt on this. As you are watching him carry this cross, and it seems like it's... I mean, his shoulders are stooped with the strain, and he you notice he's he's looking at something, and when you look to see what it is, you see a woman being... How did we establish the train thing? The train, she was... She was being transported. Yeah. She was in... And something like happened. A, a county sheriff's uh, vehicle, and it was struck by a train. Yeah, a la the fugitive. Okay, mm-hmm. and he keeps looking at that, and that's what, and you keep seeing it replayed over and over and over again. God damn it, I thought I was messed up. Pyramid, a great stepped thing made of some sort of strange soap-like stone, rises up into infinity. There's a storm gathered around it. Up near where it disappears, hanging above Ezra's head, is a thread of boiling, crackling fire. It's like a line just over his skull, and as the fire writhes and flickers from place to place, it seems almost to form words or letters or symbols. Hey, uh, Ezra? Yes? Your head's on fire. What does that say, beware the leopard? I thought it said, abandon all hope, ye who enter. That would be a pretty accurate description of his sex life, but I don't know. Yeah, I was going to say. You've got my pick of women right now. It says the faceless mask. It's not made out of clay. Man, this, whatever they got. (laughs) That was a good comeback. Yes, sir. Uh, yeah, you just keep telling yourself that. Anybody else feeling kind of lightheaded? I don't know about you guys, but I don't think we're in Kansas anymore. Man, you guys just kicked in. You guys look weird. <laughs> David. Yeah. Do you, um, you want some help with that? What are you talking about? Big ass wooden cross on your back. Ah, uh, I guess. Uh, yeah, we're not the only ones that look weird. Huh. Well, this is all very metaphorical. I didn't mean to get touchy feely metaphorically speaking. <laughs> Trying to, like, quote-unquote, carry your load for you or something. I, I appreciate that. I guess... Streets just aren't used to this kind of thing. But you see this all the time? Well, not all the time. I hang out with a weird crowd. How many times have you seen me like this? Well, fair enough. No, I want I want to know how many times you did the wizard thingy to me. Did you flashy thing me? Damn it. I think only slumped before. <laughs> Sorry. We're kind of manifesting as our true selves here through the, uh, whatever, whatever that really good stuff they put on the brazier was. I'm hungry. I don't think yeah, I like gonna myself. Be. Or at least I don't like Mr. Drippy Leg. That's what I'm, ugh. As a piece of you just rolls down the steps of the pyramid, shedding blue sparks as it disintegrates. Oh, damn. I was gonna pick it up and take a bite. I would. Go for it. It's in your hand. <laughs> This is all well and good, but we're on the slope of a very slippery soapstone pyramid, and I'm probably not the safest place for us to be standing. I'm inclined to go up. Lead on, old faceless one. Am I faceless, or do I have more faces than you can understand? You have a mask that's floating in midair with nothing behind it. 
with all kinds nothing of nothing behind it, or is it everything I I am behind it, and everything I could be? Uh, nothing. Nothing. You sure it's not a roiling mass of potentiality? <laughs> Pretty sure. That's, what, I feel, that's what it feels like. Looks like a whole hell of a lot of nothing to us, man. I think you need to be honest with yourself about who you are, or who you think you are. Look, we can psychoanalyze what the hell we're seeing later. Let's just hike up to hike up to the top of the mountain here. All right, here, hike. You can have this back. This is nasty. Why the hell would you take a bite out of a piece of clay anyway? Why the hell would any of this be happening? This is just... I just wanted to see if it was really Play-Doh. Obviously, I've used Play-Doh, yes, but it doesn't stay Play-Doh once it gets integrated into my body. Why would you eat Play-Doh anyway? Who hasn't eaten Play-Doh when they were a kid? I raised my hand. 47. I didn't... What? Not 47. First of all... What I guess, Rock? What I guess? Second of all... I'm assuming we're talking as we're walking. Yes, we are. <laughs> like we always do. We yeah. always do this. Yeah. We okay. are the uh, champions of the walk and talk. As you're climbing up, the camera pulls back, revealing not so much a pyramid as a tilted landscape made of orderly rows of soapstone steps with waterfalls, whole rivers, in fact, from the storm running down it. It pulls back further and further until you can see the outlines of some stylized, bear-like creature worked into the stone on a vast scale, your tiny ant-like cells crawling across it as you look down at this little pyramid on the plains in front of your boots. Hey, guys, check out the outline. The giant bear. Hey, that uh, Amazon queen had a... Sorry, Amazon queen was uh, wearing a bear skin, wasn't she? I think so. the fuck? Uh, no, it's like we were climbing up the side of that, and now we're looking down at it. Um, oh God, I haven't done shit like this since, like... Really, this is the weirdest thing you've done in the past week? No, not in the past week. I'm talking about whatever the hell herbs they put in there. I haven't done anything like this since, like, the fucking 1800s. You think the herbs are bad? Wait till we try the spices. Ah. <sighs> I swear to God, if a giant Colonel Sanders comes out of somewhere, I'm kicking your ass. Stop it. As if in response to this weird sound, the sand underfoot shakes little stones beginning to roll, and with a crackling sizzle, a circle of fire springs up around the three of you. It's the circle of fire. Ah. David is just singing. Yes. I I am not picking you up like Simba, asshole. Hey, I'm looking at this. The way I see it as a player, this is an acid trip, so all bets are off as far as I'm concerned. What you're saying is what you're saying. That's why I'm doing stuff like taking a bite out of Gumby. No, I I understand. (laughs) Okay. As as a player, I understand. Okay, just making sure, because... Yeah, no, Adam is, this is why he doesn't do drugs, because he's practical (laughs) no matter what state he's in. The... The misshapen creature dripping blue fire is now talking about itself in the third person. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you guys got to watch what you're saying. Words have power, man. So if I, like, scream schoolhouse rock, will I see the words fall from the sky? Three is a magic number. Wait, isn't it, Ezra? Three and seven. All, all, all numbers are magical, man. Oh. That's deep. That's heavy. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 6 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. 12. You ever see the one where they went to 13? So, yeah, look at the bear. 
top highly stylized. It's a bear. Looks like it was made by moving aside the sand and stones on a vast desert plain to form a, a bear made out of a single line, just a stylized outline. Kind of like a Nazca bear. I was just yeah, about it looks to say that. Looks exactly like those. It's quite possible if, if the bear is sacred to these Amazons, specifically the queen, who she was wearing a bear skin, right? I was correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Of an unusual possible, golden hue. Very possible that we are in the uh, domain of that totem spirit. You know, like you guys talked to Snake and I talked to ah, yeah. Coyote wasn't in his own domain. Coyote kind of goes where he goes. He's a good guy. Right. Wait, I, if we're going to be going uphill, I got to get this thing off my back. It's killing me here. No, yeah, you're now standing on a flat plane surrounded well, I know. by a circle fire. It's just all Dutch angles. Oh, okay, I thought I knew we. Sorry, I thought we were still tilted. I'm not oh, sure you your guy's gonna like you getting rid of that cross. I could have all sorts of philosophical remnants if you take the cross off your back. You might be stripping yourself of your power. Just <sighs> saying. Well, that's all well and good. Usually, I don't feel it, or do I? Hmm. So, you just so, don't want to feel it. Look at the bear. That's a neat-looking bear. It's a neat-looking uh, bear, but what? Okay, so is that coming from us, or is that where we've been? Have we been placed somewhere? I mean, everything else here seems to be. Do you want the practical answer, or do you want the answer to what the hell we're looking at? Want whatever I practical. Practical answer: We're still in the fucking sweat lodge, sniffing whatever weeds were put on the fire, caused us to see shit like this. Our bodies are still probably back there, sweating, and hopefully, I'm not dripping like this. The circle of fire surges inward, doubling in height before dying back down and retreating just a little bit. Okay, so if we're still back there... Our minds are elsewhere. Right, but if we... So we're manufacturing all this. Maybe. The flames grow slightly higher and creep inward. Uh, we are surrounded by these flames. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's getting it's awfully a perfect hot in circle here. of highly stylized flames. They look like animated ink paintings on parchment, but the heat they're shedding is palpable. Okay, everybody, imagine this: these flames shrinking. Okay, can I imagine myself a beer? <laughs> okay, you're a beer. I'm somewhat concerned about the fire, guys. I'm saying, let's see if we... This is all in our minds, we should be able to control it. See, that's the thing. Every time you say it's in our minds, the fire gets bigger. And there it goes. It roars up, doesn't quite retreat down to its previous height, and constricts still closer. It's now painfully hot. This is is not in our minds. We are actually somewhere. And I kind of look up at this guy and it's like, and I'm sorry if I offended by even suggesting that we weren't. The sun and the moon swinging around each other, both of equal size, pirouette overhead. That's very poetic. No, we're here. You know, no matter where you go, there, there you, you are. are. There you are, yeah. That's that's deep, Kenny. That's... I'm reaching out my hand and summoning up yield wind magic, trying to blow a path through the fire. The fire reaches out toward you in a hand-like shape. What? I was born a fire. I got nothing to fear from it. I reach out my hand and start walking forward. A shape like the golem's outline, even bearing flickering depths of orange that crudely mimic eyes and mouth, walks toward you at equal pace. Hi. When you wave, Mm -hmm. it waves. You're drawing and cracking along the front. Are you continuing forward? 
Yeah. The golem disappears. I think Gumby has the right idea. I'm going to walk what? forward through the fire, my friends. It just... I'm ignoring the pain. There is no pain. There is no pain. Out. As you pass through the fire, you see Rocky. His blunt, but still somehow streamlined form, locked in combat with a small, girlish figure with great wings. Locked in combat with her? Mm-hmm. And I know this is, this is Rocky. Mm-hmm. This is not some just generic gargoyle. Mm-hmm. You can see the scene quite clearly, but it's in the midst of the wall of fire, which is searing your mortal flesh. Do I have my gun? Absolutely. Okay, I pull my gun out, mm-hmm. and I take a beat on the winged figure. Now, they're obviously fighting. We're not inter- we're not misconstruing some kind of sexual... They're fighting, Daddy! <laughs> He's hurting her! Probably not, because... She whips up a strange-looking blade, handle held in her hand, blade protruding from her fist, and neatly severs one of his stony arms. Oh, shit. Then delivers a kick with feet that are clutching curved blades uh, to his midsection, knocking him down. Okay, I shoot her. Her blonde head whips around toward you, eyes red with rage, fixing on yours, before the bullet strikes her and blows her back into the flame. Rocky, standing up, oblivious to the loss of his arm, or perhaps unaffected by it, pounces forward, disappearing into the fire as well. Ezra, you're alone. And I didn't see any of that? In this circle. Nobody saw any of that. Okay, just, okay, that's what I figured. All right, I'm a little nervous. My friends have both possibly been emoliated. Oh, I kind of dither for a bit, and I, like, suck in my breath, kind of focus in. I'm like, I am a master of earth and stone. Fire will scorch, but will not burn the rock. I fear no flame. I'm just trying to channel the good earth's power into me, strengthening my Mm -hmm. flesh, and I'm going to run through as quick as I can. And you leap through a flimsy wall of mild heat to land with your friends on the far side. Yeah! Appalachian strength, yo! David is pretty badly burned, it looks like. Skin red, some blisters coming up on his face and arms. You okay? David, you feel a coldness and a mild tingling in spots. Uh, I've been better. Ooh, don't look at all good. You look like a burned hot dog. Nope. I am healed by the Father God and yada yada, scripture, scripture. St. Francis walked through the fire without getting burnt. St. Joan, not so much. Are you going to be okay? By his stripes, I am healed. You are in a large, vaulted space, roughly worked stone. In place of racing timbers and pillars, there are thick roots. Oh, cool. There's a shallow grade here, and it's filled with a crystalline water towards one end of this vast tunnel. Looks like maybe knee-deep. At the end is a crudely fashioned block of snowflake obsidian with three jars of familiar design to you, David and Adam, resting atop it. The uh, snowflake obsidian, the snake used snowflake obsidian in its structures, didn't it? Or was that the Amazon? You seem to remember hearing that from your friends. That's right. The Amazon stuff is all made out of solid gold or something like it. Yeah. Solid gold. Oh, wow. (laughs) I go over to the jugs. Are they filled with snake venom? 
The water is cool and refreshing. You can feel it re-knitting some of your form, like your body's drawing it up into itself like a tree, and it's visibly and audibly healing and reshaping you. When you reach the jar, it's much smaller than it was when you started walking here. It could easily fit in the palm of your hand. It's sealed, and it has your name inscribed on it in a language you don't understand. How does he... No, never mind. I... Okay, it's a lot smaller. The water seems to have healed me. I kind of look at my hands and stuff to make sure I'm not, like, turning woody or sending out leaves. Oh, yeah, you've got, like, little branches, and they're starting to put out little buds. Yeah, be careful walking through the water, guys. We're going to become ants. It's a big pool of ant wash. I feel a hell of a lot better. I pick up my jug. Yeah, but let's not be hasty. What does my jug feel like? <laughs> well, you know, that's hey, rather... Yeah, yeah no. Uh, <laughs> Amazon <laughs> jugs, huh? That's a rather personal question. The questions, huh? It feels as though it contains a terrible but necessary danger. A terrible but necessary danger? Mm-hmm. Welcome to the world of allegory. Faintly, you hear an echoing voice saying, We have decided that you are not orcs. Hey. <laughs> also, David's maniacal laughter. All right, I'll walk through the water to go. You said there were three jugs there? Mm-hmm. I'll walk over through the water, ostensibly, unless there's a way around it, to join Adam by the jugs. Ah, cool and refreshing. Smells exactly like that river that ran by your house. Oh, yeah. You can hear frogs in the background going... <laughs> smell that kind of uh, fresh river mud smell. You can hear the, the faint sound of mud daubers buzzing around. And there's a thermos resting on this like rough-hewn pine table in front of you. An old Yoda thermos, all beat up. Hey, like the one I had as a kid, which was passed down because I wasn't born when that movie was out. Tape across it, black marker with your name on it and weird runes. I remember writing runes in that time, but all right, I'll go with it. I'll pick up the thermos, unscrew mm -hmm. the top of it, take a sniff, see what's in it, best as I can. You know, you actually, I will, I, will pour it in, I will pour it into the cup slash top of the thermos. Sure. When... Ezra opens the snowflake obsidian jar. You all see the howling void within. Reach out and pull the words right out of him. Uh... Ezra, you are mute, but you feel purified, as though there was something within you. That, well, needed to come out. As if you've sicked something up, and now you feel better. I know that feeling. Oh. Ezra tries to say something, and a blank cartoon bubble comes up near his head. You know, speech bubble. No words in it. Ezra? <laughs> blink, blink, and try and talk again. Same thing. I pull out a pen and write some words inside the speech bubble. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what you meant. Why do I feel like I'm in a fourth tower of Inverness episode? I have no idea what that was. Oh, that's a pity. I'll have to look that up because I don't know what that is. Go to zbs.org when you get it. 
You know what? I'll do the thing. That, don't worry about it. <laughs> I'll look it up. Ezra, can you at least nod if you can at least understand what the hell I'm saying? I'll flick him off and give him a stupid look. <sighs> I look inside Ezra Thermos or Jug. A howling, vast emptiness. A cavernous void which threatens to swallow you. I back the hell up. You just I... looked into the abyss, and it looked into you. I probably didn't find anything that interesting. Um, I kind of grin evilly. I look down at my jug. A necessary mm -hmm. evil, right? Mm-hmm. wonder what happens when you put a necessary evil inside a howling abyss. Ezra, is this your abyss alone, or can anybody use this abyss? I will shrug, because I do not know. I will give you a fate point for being mute and going along with it. <laughs> Yay! Not yelling! I have a bit of an inkling here, but I could be wrong. David, back me up on this. See, see if this makes sense to you. What's one thing that we always complain that uh, Ezra does all the time? Talk. I don't like where this is going. Yeah, he, he talks and he never shuts up, right? Right, so, yeah. He just got forced to shut up, right? Hmm. Makes me wonder what's in store for the rest of us. Well, I will for the two up, of us, I should say. I will pick up the third jar slash thermos slash container and shove it at Dave. I'll, uh, I'll pop the top on mine. And exactly, <laughs> Dave, it's a, it's a can of Pabst Blue Ribbon. <laughs> Could I at least get a decent goddamn beer? <laughs> no, that's the first beer you ever had when you were like 11 years old. Oh, David. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man, this brings back some memories. You swiped a can and got drunk. Well, what the heck? Bottoms up. Both of you are opening yours, it sounds like. Yep. Yeah. And you can feel like a, a tornado pulling the air out of you it's like it was bad air and you didn't even realize that there was something wrong until it was pulled out the world rings everything sounds faintly muted you're dizzy and lying on your back in a meadow as the sun rises in some sort of forest okay i'm gonna drink the beer Sadly, there's nothing in there. But it but it it fizzed when I opened it. It made a little it did. So when David complained about the lack of beer or the fact that it fizzed when he opened it. Yes. You could hear him. Oh, I can hear him? Mm-hmm. I assumed I could hear everyone. Yes. Okay. I know I, I'm mute, but I assumed I wasn't deaf. Unless there's a detail I'm missing. No, no. You're correct. I will pull a bottle out of my satchel. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's probably just MGD, but still, and I will drink that <laughs> right in front of him. Oh, ooh, tepid and refreshing. Pale yellow you only get from the champagne of beers. Says Ezra, and you can hear him. Oh. Oh, hey, here cures everything. Hey, he can talk. Yeah, I kind of miss the great. old... Kind of makes me wonder what the hell happened to me. Kind of makes me wonder what the point of all this is. Not everything's got a point, man. I look up to the heavens and shout, What is the point of all this? And in big neon, the number 42 flashes across the <laughs> sky. Don't say that. It'll probably happen now. I don't think it's that kind of a vision quest, no, no. right? 
Man, you just gotta ride the trip and let it go where it takes you, man. Don't try and fight it. That's how you get to a bad trip. Just let it go. We'll get you some orange juice afterwards. You'll be good. You realize most of the time when people don't know that they're going on a trip, it turns out bad. Well, we know we're going on a trip, so we're fine. It's all good, man. Don't worry. Waiting for the self-replicating machine elves to come. The 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 what? Never mind. I sit down. I look. I look down at my body. Do I look healed? Yeah. Do I still have the foliage sprouting from me? No, that's all gone. You're in a forest meadow on the side of a gentle hill, looking out over rolling green as the sun rises over some distant mountains. I'm digging these dreamlike scene changes. I'm glad you are. <laughs> Do you dream, Adam? Just curious. That's not even like uh, being an insult. I'm actually legitimately curious. Yeah, I do. Oh. I do. For a while, I actually kept a dream journal. Really? Shut up. Why do you say that with such disdain? I just didn't think he was a 15-year-old girl. <sighs> Keep that next, a... to your, take that next to your Yanni albums and your Deepak Chopra books. You can learn it a lot was... from your dreams. It was a thing to do in the 1900s when a lot of people were into occultism. Silly people. Well, yes, absolutely. I took it more as research. The wizard to the golem in the dreamscape. There is a very loud crashing in the woods behind you. Ooh. No. Ghosts don't make loud noises. They're ghosts. Well, maybe. I'm not sure. Hey, I... Yogi and Boo Boo, I'm not going to worry about it. Concerned more about, like, bigger, nastier bears. I am, uh, used to living out in the rural parts of the country. Do I recognize the... Uh, what kind of animal that might be making that kind of crashing, smashing noises? Yeah, sounds like a bear, probably a couple hundred yards away, just making its way through the forest. Sounds like a bear, fellas. I'm sensing a bear theme. Well, I could... We have to tell ourselves bear. That's that's what they're trying to tell us. Well, we've seen some bear Amazons, and I'm eager to see more, given a chance. We've already got the jugs. I apologize, bear totem. That is probably not a way to make a good first impression. It's too late. You already said it. I can tell you what I learned from a ranger from Yellowstone. If you're curious about what type of bear you're dealing with, if you climb up a tree and it climbs up after you, it's a brown bear. Uh, if it shakes you out of the tree, it's a grizzly. Well, that's pleasant. I am keeping my eye out for wary of bears. Easy to hear. Sound in the forest echoes and travels in weird ways, but the crashing sound getting louder as if that were possible. It, it sounds like a train driving through the woods is getting closer. Coming closer to us, hey? Mm-hmm. Well, we got a choice. We could run, I'll, but... I will stand behind Adam. I'll stand up. I run toward it. Okay, Into the woods you go. Wasn't oh, what I was going to do, but I run after David. The hell I'm going to be left out here alone. I'm going to run after them. God damn it, David. I'm going to start calling you Leroy. <laughs> Bruce Leroy, he's got the glow. It's a drug trip. Have fun with it, man. You wouldn't get that joke, Ezra. You don't know computers. I've seen them. Leroy Jenkins. Is that a music star? Yeah, never mind. Get your ass back here, David. You don't even have chicken. Running through the woods like a deer, you can barely see him. Leaping, clearing every obstacle, jumping right over a broad river. Runs really, runs really, really spry for a six-year-old. I bend forward, drop my shoulder, and just charge. Who knew in the jungle of the <laughs> Amazons we'd have a broad river? That's funny. Uh, I'm following. He in said Adam, it. I'm following in Adam's wake. <laughs> 
So leaping over the river for David, what about the river for Adam? River either better freaking move or I'm charging right through it. (laughs) Plowing through and leaving a wake for Adam. Ezra? I will call upon Coyote to transform me into an otter and swim across the thing. A great river otter slips through, comes up on the other side. Megafauna otter. Melting back into Ezra, now nude. And you come to the bear. It's rumbling to itself in a low voice as it plows through the woods, knocking aside young trees, trampling thorn bushes underfoot. It's a grizzly. It must be. It's the size of a small apartment. Dark gold fur, scarred here and there, matted and curled in places. Lots of brambles in it. It's just surrounded by a cloud of angry bees. I pull a hamburger (laughs) out of my pocket and give it to him. Hang on. Wait, 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 wait. Surrounded by angry bees amuses me. It stops, turns a face the size of your torso toward you, Adam, snuffles with a nose the size of your face and with weird, mobile, almost prehensile lips just sucks the hamburger right out of your hand. There you go, boy. You hungry? I stop dead and I'm like, wait a minute. Golden brown fur surrounded by angry bees. Where the fuck's Piglet? Oh my. It's mumbling to itself. It sits down on haunches, shaking the ground. You said it was rumbling. It has a rumbly in its tummy. Tell me I'm wrong. Don't like where this is going. I do. Scratching itself under its chin with knives, with claws the size of Rambo knives, it mutters. Mighty Babylon, city of prowess, where are you now, city of the hanging gardens? Where are your powers, Babylon, city of desolate wastes? Babylon has fallen. Ferocious Babylon, it says in response, crouched in the valley, the black dog of Churchill with his terrible army. Churchill is dead and gone as well, followed in the wake behind those of Stalin and Hitler. Where are your powers, Emperor Norton? It leans forward, thrusting its face at you. I know who that is. Looking at Ezra, your subjects are drunk. Drunk with wine and blood. You want a Tootsie Roll? Yeah, apparently, yes, he does want a Tootsie Roll. Oh, crap, I'm not muted? What the hell? Oh, Oh my God. I'm sorry, hold on. (laughs) Well, I want to be on the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) The bear might not want a tootsie roll, but I do. So, okay. Ezra and I are conversing, well, kind of conversing with the thing, and David is offering it food. Yeah, I'm sorry mm-hmm. about that. Okay, we'll, we'll, no, we'll go with it that. It totally takes a tootsie roll from you. <laughs> city of bounty, it says. Empire of sin. Babylon. City of ruins. I sit down and look at the bear. What know you of ancient Babylon? Its walls once high, now shattered to dust. <laughs> its statues oh God, once... on the water. What the? Why am I getting Darmok flashes here? <laughs> Forever heaped in ruin and desolation. Forever. Now just a dry desert plain. It heaves itself to all fours, and the wind goes hush, and it just melts into the forest. That was the trippiest damn bear I had ever. T- that's the first damn bear that I have ever talked to. 
I hate this shit. I had to talk back. Speaking in like Bob Marley lyrics. I kept going on about Master took my last Tootsie Roll. What the hell? Oh, son of a bitch. Can't trust a bear, man. Oh, it's talking about ancient Babylon. That could be used as a symbol for just about any city in modern times and how it's leading toward decadence and going to. Why the hell am I brushing out the philosophical bullshit? Yeah, I've I've listened enough reggae. I understand the Babylon references as anything. So why is. I have no idea what the bear wanted. Why was the bear so down on Babylon? Seemed like a very sad bear. Well, think about it. If that is the totem bear, and I mean, it's he could primary, have been talking about, could have been talking no, about part, Atlant- What? I'm sorry. It, well, no. The only thing I'm pointing out is that if that's a totem bear, and its primary worshippers are these Amazons who are stuck in the La La Land, I'd be freaking depressed too. I mean, he could have been talking about Babylon as a metaphor for Atlantis, but I kind of assumed Atlantis was pre-Babylon. But who knows? Now that I think about it. You're, look, you got me on Atlantis. All right. I know nothing about that. Well, I was surprised it didn't have, like, green fishmen with gills and bubble helmets, but, you know, that's not how it is. Even I know Plato well, described I, it as it's... I thought it was just allegory that Plato used, not a real place. So, you know, who knows? If it was a real place, I, I doubt that people would evolve fast enough to be green fishmen with bubble helmets. Magic, man. Oh, God damn that. Edgar Case would disagree strongly with your allegory theory, by the way. Edgar Case disagrees with a lot of things. Edgar Case? Pronounce that Casey. At any rate. Oh, it was Casey. I thought I thought I was wrong when I first... Yeah. Maybe you're both wrong. Regardless, the bear is gone now. Left nothing in its wake. And it's it's, it's left all us nothing but... illusion. It's not real, so who cares? The whole thing... What is reality, man? <laughs> exactly. Well, I'm going to go where the bear came from. The bear came over the mountain to see what it could see. And you saw us. Now you're getting into the spirit of it there, man. (laughs) You did see us, but what did we have to show it? Uh, Apparently a hamburger, a Tootsie Roll, and babbling about Babylon. Well, He just kept babbling on. Giving him nothing but junk food. Well, I was going to pull out a pot of honey and see if, but he disappeared. I'm still convinced it was an allegorical Winnie the Pooh. I'm moving on. Following the track that the bear left? Should be pretty easy to follow. Pretty big bear. Yeah, very easy. It's like a highway through the forest. Clumps of its hair lining the sides of torn trees and huge footprints pressed deep into the loamy soil, roots scarred by its claws. At one point, a huge majestic oak is marked about 15 feet up by deep scores that are still running with sap. Well, let's see if we can find the origin of the bear. As you move along further, the character of the forest begins to change. It becomes rockier, the trees older, but at the same time sparser. A mist begins to creep in, and now you are surrounded by tall, blade-like formations of rock, weirdly sculpted-looking, in dense fog. Okay. Hey, Ezra, what do you make of this? Looks like a Roger Dean painting, man. (laughs) <laughs> I love the idea that David is sort of just giggling at a lot of this stuff. Yeah, all right, so Ezra over here is the trip master and is just going zen about this. David is giggling at his ass off. Dave might be uh, breaking down a little. Nope, I'm just seeing this for what it is. It's a very elaborate illusion brought on by inhaling what amounts to overblown pot fumes. Yeah, keep in mind we did that in the middle of the Never Never. We're starting to get some, like... Wait, we're not in the Never Never. We... What? 
We were. Remember? That's where we went to find the Amazons. The right, Amazon but when we water. got to the island, that's not in the Never Never, is it? Or is it? I'm pretty sure it was. I don't remember exiting. Oh, but damn. Yeah, yeah. so we're... So we're having a vision was... quest that started in the Never Never, so I'm get we're getting some uh, Inception stuff going on here. Holy shit! There's a big bear. Jesus. Yeah. I just pressed my hand to my forehead and just, oh, good lord! Yeah. You're I'm just now catching up with us. Okay. Well, and Ezra, just to you know, make a fine point, I was the one to invoke the snake god. I'm not even sure this is the Never Never. This might be somewhere completely else. Could be the never, never, never. Deep As you've never, been never. talking, the Heck, stones. Could be beyond the been... outer gates. Who knows? Could no one's be the never, never the land. Gates. Very good. You got the entomology down. Very good. <laughs> the outer gates. The outer gates. We're... Yeah. Yeah, we're talking like Cthulhu shit now. Well, we could be. Who knows? No one's been hey, beyond the outer of gates. Gates. There's one before you. We're at gate the look. outer limits. It. Looks like it's made out of brass, got a bit of a patina on it, worn through at about hand level. There's a motto over it, Orum Ferris Aqua Spes et Abundita. Orum Ferris. Mm -hmm. Gold. Gold, Gold. iron. Aqua. Water. Mm -hmm. Spes. I don't know what that is. Et. And. Abundita. Abundita. Or abundita, probably. Abundita. Abundance, I Ed believe. Is, yeah, it means N. I don't know what spes means. Actually, I've got scholarship at a fairly decent level. Yeah. How, how good is my church lab? Good enough, I'd say. Okay. Yeah, I got scholarship at fair, so, all right. It's uh, gold, iron, water, hope, and abundance. That sounds nice. How big are these gates? Big, like, city hall-sized gates. It's not too bad. I mean, they are the size of City Hall or the kind of things you gates you'd have on the door? The kind of thing you'd see on City Hall. Okay. That's yeah. enhanced by the, like, bass relief that's here. There's a, a woman in a robe holding out scales and a sword. Behind her, a stylized sun rising over a fairly good depiction of the headland and the rest of Isla do Oro as it might have been seen in 1937. See, now I like how this looks. This looks friendly. And look, it's got the uh, gates are worn right here at hand height, so like a lot of people go through it. So I'm going to open up these gates right now. I say narrating my actions as I'm doing it. So um, I'm going to open these gates right now. Can I ask a question? Absolutely. You push them open. No time for that. we got to go through the gates. No, I mean, this is the player asking a question. Sure. Does Adam recognize this? He's been in Isla del Oro for a hell of a long time. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's the front gates of City Hall. Um, My City Halls have gates. They got rotating crappy doors. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Ezra, you want to be careful going in here. You can't fight City Hall. Ez Ezra? <laughs> yes. Is that the image of a City Hall rising up with like teeth and eyes? Well, stress levels. Grr. Yeah, n never mind. I'll just go in. Hey, man, this place is a lot smaller on the inside than it looks like on the outside. Verse Tardis. It's a tiny little room with bench seating around the sides, all filled with steam and a terrible headache. I think we made it back. Back. I look at Ezra. Is he still the faceless mask? No, it's him. I had the weirdest dream, and you were there, and you were there? The doors creak open. Letting in a blast of blessedly cool, dry air. 
Ah, you pansy. Like a frightened turtle. <laughs> yeah, there's an image I needed. Thank you. One of the Amazons oh, leans man. in, her slightly almond-shaped eyes peering about. Oh, you survived, she says. Come out, then. Come out. Wait, was, was that in question? What? And she pulls the doors open the rest of the way. I didn't realize that was under debate. I stand up. Is there like a towel or something I could grab, or am I just going to go Not command? a thing. All right, go on commando. Oh, All right, walk on out. Follow, yep. You are in the central area of the temple-like building. Marble floors, pillars around you of Amazons standing in front of the door. Arms crossed is the woman you tentatively identified as some sort of shaman or queen in her golden bear robe and her armlets and anklets each decorated with a single ruby. Nod at her. Hello. She returns the nod. I got nothing to say. <laughs> speechless. I'm speechless. You have come through the Chamber of Whispers. Now we may hold counsel and make plans for war. What was the point of that little... Oh, man, not everything's adventure. got a point, didn't I tell you? Well, I know you don't, but I'm hoping for, for better luck with the experience we just had. Oh, jeez. No, indeed. It did have a point, she says. As several of her Amazons step forward, they're pressing goblets of wine and some sort of, like, rice dough roll the size of your fist into your hands. All right, that's a naked wine and Amazon party. Am I still, like, misshapen, bubbly, clay nastiness? Oh, no, you are repaired. Can I take the stress marks off? Yes. <laughs> look down, look up, look at them, and I'm like, did one of you re-sculpt? I think maybe you re-sculpt yourself. Yeah. Um, I take the wine and just slam it back. I'm part of this mystical hoodoo stuff, and it still gives me a headache. Gotta ride it, man. The Chamber of Whispers, the woman continues. Is that a Harry Potter book? She stomps, Sorry. kind of looks, and then Sorry. shakes her Sorry, head for a moment. <laughs> I she look gives, sheepish, like I actually feel ashamed for saying that in front of her. She gives an indulgent nice smile. I, I actually look like ashamed, like I should have said in front of a nice lady. <laughs> Allows us to speak with friends from distant lands. This place was once a center for diplomacy and politics. Now it is the closest of our outposts to your world. Okay. It's here in the, uh, or in the near never-never. Near enough for our purposes, though perhaps not so near as we would like. Come, sit with me. She gestures to an area of curved bench seats with elaborate, if somewhat threadbare, cushions piled on them. Could I get some pants or something? If it's not too much to ask. She Thanks. rolls her eyes. And oh, or something. I don't know. Towel? I'm just... We anticipated your manly prudishness. Don't look at me. I got no problem with it. I was just going to say, I sit next to her unabashedly. And uh, women come forward offering togas. Thank you. Now it's a party. No, thanks. I'm good. I appreciate the offer. I'm fine. The women offering yours a uh, smile and step back to join Funny the crowd. Uh, I remember Noah getting in trouble for something about nakedness. It's really weird with a god guy here. All right. Not my fault you humans are uh, ashamed of your bodies. Hey, speak for... I'm not ashamed. I'm just not especially proud of it. 
It is a weakness of the incomplete sex. Hey. <laughs> She's right. You're lacking one whole chromosome, dude. Saying I eat a lot of ramen and burritos, and I don't really <laughs> don't get to go to the gym as much as I'd like. I mean, she's absolutely right. I mean, face it. Women have the full set of chromosomes. Men have an X and Captain Stumpy. So, <laughs> technically, women are genetically superior to men. Always she have. Wants. Always have been. Always will be. It is good to see that the tradition of our education continues through to your decadent age. I wouldn't say it continues through to everybody. There are always those who must be enlightened. But we came here not to mince words but to spill blood. Unless I miss my guess, you have been driven here by the incursions of the Castadanyantic. Yes, ma'am. It's, it's waking up. It's causing all kinds of havoc. And between us, we kind of swore an oath to see its blood. That is admirable in its way, and I am gratified to see that you've had the sense to seek us out. Yes, we don't just want to see its blood. We want to spill it. I wanted dead. I wanted out of my area. We need to drive it back where it came from or destroy it utterly. As do we. And that is the purpose of our gathered forces here. She gestures to encompass the, like, two dozen or so armed and perhaps with a nod at armor, armored uh, women. Now, here's the thing. Last time that the cast down down was driven away, it destroyed Atlantis. We really don't want... Or was it with Atlantis, or was it uh, the island nope. off the coast here? I can't remember exactly what it was. Both are correct. The first time, it destroyed our civilization. The second time, I and my sisters here were forced to destroy the island. Well, to cause it to come together with the mainland. Now, I would really not like to destroy my civilization. I've grown fond of Isla del Oro, and I've got friends there. We could avoid its destruction. That would be super. Surely we your did. civilization could survive a local disaster. Yeah, but I got, like, friends, and that's where I keep my stuff. She shakes her head. Are all your people so fragile and effete? Hey, I'm not effete. You, uh, you'd be surprised. I doubt that. I have seen much. Hey, Adam, how many children do you think would survive a, uh, a local disaster in Isla del Oro. That, I say, twisting the knife. That is a low blow, you sh little... Tell me I'm wrong. Low blow doesn't make it any less true. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. I mean, we already like... spoke... I look at David, actively ignoring Ezra for a second. <laughs> I look at David and he's like, look, we already asked the snakes if they could help us, and they said last time they did, they wound up destroying everything. And I look at the Amazons, and I'm like, yeah, we spoke with the, the snake gods under the soil. They did. I spoke to Gaudi. Adam looks at the shaman. I'm just going to call her the shaman. and mm -hmm. Good. Hey, looks hey, at Adam, her. Adam, don't she peers her. back imperiously. Don't squeeze the shaman. I'm going to have to hurt you later. You realize this. I mean, she could... Never mind. Yeah, yeah never mind. <laughs> I had some line. I had some follow-up lines, but she's right there. Now is not the time for your squabbling. No it's Trust just me. All, it's just shamantics. It. You will impress none of the women here with these little power plays. Can we stay focused on business, please? 
I'm not impress women as much as just my nature. I'm sorry. I'm not interested in any of the women here. The only thing I was going to say is that we (laughs) ostensibly are here to try to protect all the life on that area, including the children who cannot defend themselves. Some of the grown-ups who can't either. I mean, not me. I can defend myself, but I got friends. How advanced is the geomancy of your civilization? Have you climbed up from the Dark Age that we saw just a few centuries ago when last we were there? Depends who you ask. In some, yeah. I, you go technologically to speaking, we have, but when it comes to mindset, to, I'm not so sure we've changed as much as we like to say we have. You go to Washington, D.C., and the geomancy is strong. That Leon, that Leon Font knew what he was doing. Of course, that's on the other coast. You get to that village or that valley where you shot a bunch of people, Dave, and uh, Geomancy was pretty good there, too. I was defending. You know what? Like. Simply speaking, magic sucks. Technology is kind of dominant force. We do have a bunch of hovos who protect the song lines, though. So, what? you know. Ludicrous. <laughs> At least that's what the legends say. Then there is little hope. Unless a sufficiently powerful battery of geomantic nodes is available to form a defensive grid and trap the being. Ooh, Ooh, wait a second. Wait a second. Yes, what is it? I will dismiss. Yes, you may speak. Is she raising his hand? Yes, yes, I am. I am, like, leaping out of my seat because I had a... You can almost see the light bulb over my head. He's gone all Horshack on us. Yeah. I will describe to them the damn prison with the defensive grid of leyline energy there's this prison out in the desert it's got this lattice work of energy coming across you know building upon it i, I saw it. it it actually looked like it was specifically built as a prison as a geomantric battery so you know it had all sorts of like orgone Where the hell accumulation was powers you weren't here it's i'm looking through my notes story <laughs> of my damn life Hey, you wanted to stay in the bookstore all the time. You miss all the fun. You did, Adam, deal with an escapee from that prison. Oh, the the thing in the basement? Mm Mm-hmm. Needle Flats, old abandoned prison for the criminally insane, built by the pit cairns, disturbed power beneath the prison. With the sight, I saw the land around it polished and reflect. Prison was black, gritted with blue energy, a parametric prison of the damned aspect upon it. Give Give me a paper. I will draw what I saw as best as I can. Someone comes forward with a parchment and charcoal. Drawing the best as I can with my not-existent art skills. But, like, the grid and, like, the latticework and, like, oh, I saw the energy flow. And then I'll even describe, like, the big old seal that we saw and we totally didn't open because there, because it creeped us right the hell out. Blaming most of that on the vampire who's not here. Would that be the kind of energy battery prison you're talking about? Assuming it is fully charged, properly constructed, and functional... That it's... could be one useful node, yes. Well, we would need 12 others. Oh, well, maybe the Pitcairns built some more. We were going to go visit the Pitcairns at one point. I wonder what Logan's doing right now. Oh, no flashback. All right, so I wonder what Logan's... I guess we could stage a caper, break into the Pitcairns' house, see if they've got records of other things they may have built. They're a pretty wealthy family and weird. And if there's one thing I know about wealthy weirdos in California, why do we need some weird shit? Why do we need 13 nodes? 13's a magic number, yo. And do they have to be in a specific position? I guess that's a better question. Geomancy for you. 
Yes, a 13-pointed star. The in-center must completely encompass the peninsula, the former island. Well, that gives us a center. We can work our way out from that, trying to find these other 12 places. And we do have, well, technically, we have two points on a grid. We should be able to figure out the rest of the shape. Oh, I'll also explain to them the, uh, oh, the obelisk that was in the valley that was destroyed, admittedly, or cut in half. Mm-hmm. Which I know had some kind of geomantic resonance power or whatever. I thought it was for the bad guys at the time, though I'm starting to wonder if they may have been destroying it. Would that be the kind of thing? How big do these things have to be? Could that be another one? What you describe would be far too small. Also, it reeks of the first ones, the corrupt reptiles which ruled the world before our rise. Delusions? Holy cow. All right. Well, that's not it then. All right. So we need more of these things like the prison. They have to be big. Huh. Is there another way? I'm just trying to hedge our bets. Is there another way? Indeed, there is a ritual, which we know, which we can enact. Also, if the snakes were released, they could do battle with the Kastodon Yantik and perhaps drive it back for a few score centuries. And they already said that they would wind up wiping out the entire city and the surrounding area if they did that. Yes. You have no problem with massive loss of life, do you? Have you seen your civilization in flame, its people howling with madness, mothers weeping tears of blood over their dismembered children? I lean forward, look her in the face, and go, yes, yes, I have. Then you understand that I will make any sacrifice to prevent that. And then you have to understand that I'll make any sacrifice to make sure that it doesn't happen to the people in that city. You may be protecting your people, I understand that. We have to protect the people back there. Looking Wait. at David, you, medicine man, how do you treat an infected wound? Uh, by either using, uh, by killing it. By killing the infection, rather. She nods, crosses her arms, and sits back. What's the best way to kill the infection? As we have described. Any way you can. All right. What of your spirit guardian, medicine man? What role does it play in this? Oh, she called your god spirit guardian. Oh, snap. Uh, it helps those who help themselves. Are you a servant of Coyote? Me? Oh, snap, yeah. No, uh, he is. I point. Not really a servant. We got, like, a working relationship. Semant shamantics. Shamantic semantics. Book of my, uh, that's gonna be my autobiography title. <laughs> Published hmm. a hundred years after your death. Do you serve a spirit which craves to gather all glory to itself and purports to have created the world you inhabit? Answer the nice lady, Dave. <laughs> That's one interpretation of... yes. Coyote, we know him, and he has its uses. You may remain with the War Council. Nice that you dismiss people completely out of hand. Most people are useless. Says the woman living on an island that shows to go into hiding for hundreds of years. Oh, hey, I'm like backing my chair away a little bit. <laughs> we were driven back and had other duties. Now we have regathered what strength we can to come to your world to oppose the Castadanyante. We are especially intrigued by your weapon. I am a champion of the innocent. This is my method of defending them. 
it holds great spiritual power. Yes, it does. You have killed with it, destroyed evil spirits. Yes, and I have also unwittingly killed some good spirits. He wounded the hell out of the Castellan Yontic with that thing. Blasted a good chunk out of it. Spiritual weapons can drive it back temporarily. Then you understand, Medicine Man, that sometimes a small price must be paid for the greater good. Yes, and I'd just like to say I meant no disrespect back there. I just wanted to make my point that many things are open to interpretation, uselessness among them. She looks baffled. She's like the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. Precisely. She's spocking on you. I did not perceive any... Okay, good. Disrespect. Good. I I have no problem breaking some eggs as needed. I will not sacrifice children. really don't want to destroy the city. That would not look good on my report. <laughs> <laughs> this will not look good on a resume! I just got this job. I'm up for review. How bad is the infection? I don't know. I came in late to the game. And we have a broken fourth wall. <laughs> no, no. It, Adam says that because... He, I know, he, that's what I'm saying. We have a broken fourth wall. Actually, I, you're the one that... We, since we've actually gotten to the bottom of some of this... You've actually been there for... Been here for most of it. We've gotten a couple of their eggs of the Castellanjantic. We've gotten... Yeah, I think at this point you've been here for more of it than you haven't. I, I haven't... No, I... It's just you... Uh, never mind. <laughs> you, I, I, I got it. You whip out stuff like that prison, and I'm like, what, what the fuck are you talking about? We didn't know what so it just was. Ask. It's all these things coming that he set up beforehand are all coming to play now. It's like, oh, very clever. Okay. Well, okay, Ezra, help me out here. We got how many of the eggs do we have? How many eggs do we have? We had we got the books. We got we got all the books. Got all the books, which are seeming very egg-like. There are four books. I wound up destroying a girl that was possessed. Good. I'm pretty sure we had the see. We had the egg. The egg Shut we up. thought. Pretty sure was inside her. We got the doctor under lock and key, more or less. Why don't we ask them about the rogue angels? I forgot about them. I didn't. What do you know of the seraphim? She looks askance at you, holds up a hand, palm out toward you, and says, The books. Tell me of them. They are handwritten, hand-copied books uh, that seem to describe, from what I've been able to discern, methods to summon the Kostodanyantik's essence into the reader or the person performing the rituals. Ah, uh, um, yes. Just look like hippy trippy Atlantean, you know, energy, thought, project your mind bullshit to me. Say that dismissively, and yet we're talking to the Atlantean uh, Amazons with the wizard in the Nether Never, so I don't know why you find so- it so hard to get. It sounds like the fake stuff. Look, when you work in a bookstore long enough and you encounter enough... New Age hippie bullshit. You can tell the Llewellyn bullshit. Thank you. Yes, you get it. Silver Ravenwolf. Yes, you get it. I was able to look at the books, and they do not look like anything serious. Well, that's how they get you. Yeah, that's the thing. They don't look serious. They feel bad. And yet, it has picked up pieces of our lore, and use them in your society. This is how it works. First, it attaches itself to the weak, those who are damaged, those who are seeking that which they cannot have. 
Invariably, it selects men for this initially, twists their basal desires and corrupts them. Then it gathers groups of followers around them, builds false churches, suggests all manner of bizarre gods and spirits to please its followers. It's tendril spreading ever deeper, gathering power. It sounds as though we have arrived just in time. These are the initial stages of the infection. Well, you just described the doctor and the Anubis cult. That, uh, guy working for the Pitcairns, whose name is Smiling Jack Thompson. No, no, sorry, he's not working for it. That's who he's working for. Napius White. Wait, <clears throat> I got a bad feeling about that guy. I do have a question. How far advanced does the infection have to be before a woman is taken? Possessed, I mean. If she falls under the influence of a false church, if she is ensnared by a nest, even the comparatively stronger spirit of a woman may be corrupted. All right. Still didn't make me feel any better about Jerry, but hey. You did what was proper, creature. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I kind of look at Ezra and I'm like, you ever call me that? And just not saying it, but just look at him like, you ever call me that? I like if you look like, yeah, right, sure. Keep that right here. Looks like she's got your number, Gumby. Now, angels, I do not know this term, but by now you must be aware that many beasts have fled the ruins of our near outposts and have sought sanctuary, prey, hiding places in your world. Yeah. I pull out the notebook and, oh no, I don't have my clothes with me. Never mind. <laughs> Ooh. It's in a, hidden, in a fold of clay. <laughs> That's yeah, no. congealed into a pocket. Yeah. Yeah, yes. yeah. Carve it right on himself. Okay. Picture this. And uh, little bloody handprints uh, at a murder scene about the size of a child. We also have visual impressions of a winged woman uh, about seven years old. Ripping the faces off of people. Looks like they, they were potentially infected. And it left a message akin to know that know this is of the work of one under Azrael. Know that I have come down from the third heaven to purge the unclean from humanity. This means nothing to me. It means nothing to you? There are all manner of creatures in the never never. Most that would be fleeing the approach of the Costa Donyantic would be suited to the environs you passed through to reach our sanctuary here. This isn't fleeing the Costa Donyantic. It's going after it. Well, then it is a welcome ally. I fail to see the problem. I'm not entirely sure of the problem myself. If it's killing people that aren't truly infected? Well, we don't know that it's not so far. So far, all the victims seem to be infected. Rabbi Lohman? Oh, well, there's that. The fact that uh, it dropped off six heads in my bookstore. This may be something that's completely unrelated. I, I, I had forgotten about Rabbi Loman and the other guys. Yeah. I, I had forgotten, I'll admit. No problem. Look, I just kind of throw my hands up in the air and I'm like, it seems like everybody's going for a nuke the site from orbit strategy, and I don't well, think that's the best way to do it. I know. Here's, here's the thing. Right now, it looks like the Amazon army is the nuclear option, which I don't want to do. So our options seem to be to find these Nexi. Is that the plural of Nexuses? She nods. Oh, let's say it is. These Nexi 
to somehow contain the cast down now to get Toth back for a score doesn't doesn't score centuries, which to be honest will not be our problem anymore at that point. Is there no way to just obliterate this damn thing? Let's talk about it medically. If it is an infection, there's got to be a drug or something that can treat it in such a way that it will be completely neutered. If it bleeds, we can kill it. Thank you. Dave there bled it. Yep. So let's bleed it some more. Just because you had to defeat it one way back then doesn't mean that there's no other way to defeat it, is what we're trying to say. Indeed, other possibilities may exist, but it sounds as though none of you have a viable option at this time. That's, well... Marched on its throat and shoot it a lot. I was going to say, is there any way we could bring the fight to him? Yes, that's what we were, when we were here. We came here to recruit you. (laughs) (laughs) You came here to recruit us. Yes. That is charming. She leans forward and touches your shoulder. I don't think she believes us. I think she believes us, but I think she sees us as idiots, fools, and creatures. Cody loves She's idiots. Got two out of fools. three. No, not so much. You are doing the best with what you can, but uh, to be fair, you are not professional warriors. You are not, well, you are not Amazons. No, we are not. Appalachian. But you have your place, as do we all. I don't know, guys, but I think we just Dissonance. got insulted, yeah. See, the problem is that it's hard to take that seriously from where you are right now. How do you expect us to, I mean... I'm still all for, I'm, I'm starting to like the idea of taking the fight to the cast and magic. Never expected. Yeah, it's Arch so Raiden. busy being all high and mighty about how powerful it is, it doesn't expect anybody to just jump down its... March right into its realm and bring yep. the fight to it. Yeah. Precisely. You have stumbled upon the first part of our plan. What? We have been moving forward steadily toward your world, driving horrors before us and slaying as many as we can in order to come to your world to recruit those who would be capable and willing to fight while we either build or restore geomantic nodes. And it sounds as though from the poor state of your civilization that may be hopeless or prepare the ritual necessary to gather the energy from the Earth itself to drive the creature back. All right, so we either go and smash it in its own realm, which, now, now, this whole, that won't destroy Isla del Oro, right? No, this is a straight, direct action. All right, and, but it's the, the other option, the gathering, the drawing the power from the Earth itself to seal it in. That's the bad one that we don't want. One leads to the other. She gestures, and someone immediately hands her a shield and a short spear. We push it back, she says, gesturing, fighting it and its minions directly, and then we prepare the ritual, and then she makes a quick thrust with the spear, which just, like, sings in the air. Her hand just stops moving. You know, there's no momentum to it at all which pushes it back to the hell that spawned it for a thousand years. That destroys the island. Yes. You don't like that. That's what we're trying to avoid. I understand, but it sounds as though there is no other option, unless your world has a network of geomantic nodes. Oh, we'll just have to find or make one. You are a precocious people, she says. No, people, just us. That's Yankee ingenuity. That's right. I think I would like to meet warfare. I think I would like to meet the power of the Yankees. 
we broke apart atoms to save to uh, save civilization from madness. Now it didn't work exactly the way we wanted, but In incomplete lower fission reactions. Quaint. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Look, guys, powwow for a second. Isn't that what we've been doing? No, I mean, guys, come here. Grove aloud. Ah, uh, yes, please. She gestures indulgently and moves off into a nod of women that form around her. Quiet conversation rises the up. The arrogance of these people just pisses me off. Like... There is nothing on God's green earth we could say or do to convince them that we're anything more than peons. I can see that right now. And the thing is, I don't know if you guys caught it. They're talking about, you know, driving monsters and stuff. Hmm, let's see. All the shit that we fought recently. I got that. Trust me. Okay. Yeah, here's the other thing. They're coming through to our world, our pitiful civilization. Hmm, doesn't that sound a little bit like a fucking invasion to you? Sounds like collateral damage is what it sounds like. I'm not sure if they're actually invading, but they're certainly not concerned about the mess they'll make. Yeah, yeah, they're definitely not concerned about that. It sounds like they're willing to just come in, kill anybody that gets in their way, enslave anybody that doesn't. I don't know, I that. Well, their concept of quote-unquote recruiting, I gotta call into question, because it looks like I doubt they're gonna be coming there and asking nicely. Come on, guys. I think we need to find or make containment nodes. You can't make a node either. It's there. Wait a minute. Yeah, you can. You're you talking can't. to you're talking to a guy that works with a whole bunch of other hoity-toity wizards. Yeah, I'm just sure they could figure geomantic, out. Geomantic. It's, it's a geomantic. Well, wait. Don't we already have a bunch of nodes throughout the world? I mean, yes, there's the prison, but what there's, about like? Yeah, but we have them at the right. We have to have them at the right place now. Jesus. Hold on. Asking back several months ago, uh, Mr. GM, was the Pit Cairn the guy that was big onto like making basically the Orgon accumulators? That's what you deduced from the fact that he had the prison built to his very specific design. Yeah, and did he build other ones if I can't recall from my research? You also came across one on the island. The hunting lodge was definitely designed to gather and harness energy for protection. Oh, that's right. Was that built by the pit cairn? Mm -hmm. All right. Guys, look, this pit cairn people. First off, they got a creepy name like pit cairn. <laughs> Second off, they've got a pattern growing of geomantic stuff. You need to find out more about these pit cairns, things they may or may not have built. And if they haven't built it yet, maybe they got plans to help us build more. Earth magic's my thing, yo. Okay? I can I feel confident about this. How good are you right, at math? When did yo become your new catchphrase? Because i got to tell I've you. I've been watching a lot of Breaking Bad. I'm it's a sorry. little annoying. How good are you at math? Jesse Pinkman, I'm sorry. I may have to avoid that show. You'll, you can't help but love Jesse. Yo, at any yo. rate, how good am I good at math? Yeah. Uh, I've done math. Okay, no, the only reason I ask is because, hey, we have a good idea what the center should be, and we know we're one point. <clears throat> Basically, we potentially have two to three points that we already know in this 13-pointed star. You can triangulate them, right? Exactly. Right. There you go. See? This is fine. It's all coming together. And my other question still stands, though, with you guys. Once we trap this thing, why can't we just utterly destroy it? any good reason why we shouldn't. I mean, is this like a key component of the universe and something bad would happen if we could figure out how to kill it completely? I've been told, I have not been told that it is, which means it isn't. <laughs> good. That's then a we... very sloppy logic there, but we'll go with well, it. Well, 
the well, thing is, is that logic. the thing is these Amazon keep talking about pushing it back, pushing it back for a thousand years. Way back, I know. Yeah, <laughs> letting it be somebody else's problem. How about this? How about we destroy the goddamn thing and never have to worry about it again? Well, and I if like you the do way that, you think, we'll Adam. be Always in a definite have. position to tell them to, if they think they're going to come in and, and invade our area and put their own. Yeah, they they we will have much more of an ability to tell them to fuck off. Thing is, we got to find out when they're planning on this whole invasion incursion. How much time we've got? Let's assume we have three. I'd like to think. I mean, they seem like reasonable. They kind of got this. Like, I mean, I like aggressive women as much as anyone. They, but they seem a little. They don't seem bad. But I'm I'm, I'm willing to bet that if they can destroy the Castanyantic without having to slaughter a bunch of people, they'll probably go for it. They seem fairly reasonable. I think we're done here. I think we've learned everything we could learn, and I don't mind when you guys call me Gumby or stuff like that, but getting called Creature... Sydney, I, they, come, they come across kind of pedantic to you. They're coming across as bitches. <laughs> oh, oh, hey, hey there. Let's see things we can't take back. I don't think we are. All right. You're, you're right. They're kind of bitchy. <laughs> yeah. I think it's time to pack up and get out, and we've figured out more pieces to the puzzle. We're very happy, but I don't think we need an army of angry Amazons coming into fucking Isla del Oro, ready to nuke the damn place. Yeah, I'm, a, a I'm not gonna lie, I'm a little disillusioned by this whole thing because it was—I was the one that was fighting tooth and nail to get us here. No, it was—it was a, it was a no, good. It, it's, it's been learned, and like I said, we know about these energy nexuses now. This has not been a waste. It's been fruitful. We have a way to. I gave up my apartment everything. for that stupid condor. I'd hate for it to die in fiery conflagration. <laughs> in the distance, you hear a conch shell horn sound. Instantly, the conversation in the room dies. Everyone looks to the queen for a moment. She's staring in the direction of it with an expression almost of horror. And when it repeats, I don't like that. She shouts, to arms, to arms, the perimeter. And the whole place just bursts into action. Women are grabbing shields, short stabbing spears and other weapons. What is it? What is it? The perimeter alarm says, man, you think that's the woman who first met you here? Like without all her makeup and everything? Right. What's, what's on the perimeter? Something infected by the Costadonyantic. It has found our sanctuary. Uh, we didn't tell it where you were. They're not blaming us. The thing's probably been hunting them just like they've been hunting it. Hmm. Think we should lend a hand? I think, I think the hand. air. I think the creature, the fool, and the idiot need to, uh, yes, I think we should lend a hand. Yeah, Thank you very nice. much. I'll be a creature for you guys. You guys can decide between yourselves who's the fool and the idiot. I know you can fight, she says, almost like Sato voice, you know. That's right. I will need my stuff back. And another woman is already running up. This is Jalanta, my scout sister. Come with us. She's got a bunch of gear in a blanket, like slung over her shoulder, and just tosses it at you, Adam. <laughs> if I could come with you, I wouldn't have to worry about fighting. <laughs> okay, I... I... <laughs> Grab it and <laughs> wow! All right, wow. okay. Oh, you be here all night. Thank you. All right. Dirty, dirty little man. All right. Uh, uh, I... Coyote, what are you doing? Oh no! Oh, possession. I've been possessed. Ooh, not my fault. 
<laughs> I grab I grab the gear and unpack. Yeah. What do we got? It's uh, all your stuff just bundled up in a blanket that she was wearing as a kind of bandolier. I need this right, well, and these beads and these boots. Toss people their stuff, and I know my clothes because they'd only be able to fit me. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> 67 large, huh? Yeah. <laughs> 87 portly. All right. I don my clothing. And get my chain hook and wrap it around my wrist and look, and it's like, we ready to go? My necklace, got my wand, got my bag of tricks, chang, 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 all ready to go. Oh, my boots, and the I jacket. Still, I still think the sparkly wand with the star on it looked better on you. Well, I can always change it later, not right now. That's an interesting observation, because that's precisely what it is. Oh, hey, look at that. Well, we'll make do with what we got. All right, let's roll. Very funny, Cowdy, very funny, you know? Talk to you later. The conch shell horn sounds again. And is followed, or perhaps challenged, by an echoing roar like the tearing of metal. And that's where we'll end it. Ah. I saw where you were going. Yes, alright. I'd like to give special thanks and acknowledgement to Moondog for making us all sound fabulous with his awesome editing skills, and to Maria, without whom the conch horn would not have been nearly as spectacular. So thank you both. You guys rock. Now, if you'd like to converse about this episode or any of our other episodes for that matter, please find us on Facebook. Just do a search for Monkeys Took My Jetpack. Jetpack is one word, at least it is the way we spell it. And you can uh, join our Facebook page. We'd love to hear from you and we will respond. Best way to give us feedback. We love feedback. So until next time, this is Blind Geek thanking you for listening to Monkeys Took My Jetpack and reminding you that your imagination is like a jetpack. You've got to keep it fired up and always let it soar. Hello. Hello. Yes. Superhero Western yes. setting in this thing, too. I really... Why have I not been reading this? What What are we talking about? I'm looking Con- through the, yes. world of, the World of Fates books that I've had for months now, and I really haven't really looked at, and there's, like, some wicked cool settings in here, like the Superhero Western and a World War One Flying Ace one and a kind of post-apocalypse one. Are those the ones, the fire and shadow and the shadow thingy? Huh? I think you're thinking of yes, Shadow yes. and Flame. Worlds in Shadow, and the other one is called something else like that. Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah, I tell yeah, me more. Worlds about on Fire, Worlds in Shadow. There we go. See, I wasn't completely crazy. Tell him about those. I've got to take care of the dog, and I because I didn't realize what time it was, and I went, I responded to your email and thought, let me see one what time job, it is, Eric. and it said four o five, and I went, oh shit! So, why do you think you didn't realize what time it was? I was in the shower. Tell me more about I was in the shower. <laughs> Water was cascading down my muscular, naked body, and I was enjoying the... Woohoo, baby, take it off. Mm-hmm. Mommy, like. 
All right, I'm coming off on mute to tell you to shut up. Just stop. I got to go. <laughs> Here I am eating glorious bacon, and this asshole starts talking about... No. I was enjoying the scalding sensation of the water <laughs> glass blitz cascading down the crack of my... Oh, what? How can I put someone else on mute? God damn it. <laughs> Just imagine Flying Geek all stretched out on a divan, naked, with strips of bacon laid over him, saying, Draw me like one of your French girls, Thunderstep. <laughs> I don't know this line of inquiry. <laughs> yeah, thank you. It, I'm, I'm picturing a squat, fat little woman named David trying to stretch out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how's my balance coming through for everybody? Oh, good. Sounds okay. fine. I got some different microphones slash headset settings that I'm trying out. Yeah, right. I got to figure out what I'm going to do. I'm supposed to do some voice work, which could wind up being paid voice work. And the problem is my only mic is this Logitech headset, which is extremely treble-centric. And so... May I recommend one to you, which I use for voice work? Sure. Uh, It's called the Snowball. Oh, okay, yeah. And I'll get you the full full name and and everything else for it, but the package is in another room. I've used it for some voice work, none of which panned out, but I've been satisfied with its results. Hmm. Cool. I've I've heard about them. I I know some people who use the Yeti. That's just a little bit more beyond what I want to, what I'm able to pay, I should say. If I may ask, who are you doing voice work for? I've done some in the past. I did a commercial for J.C. Penney. I did a thing for a children's hospital fundraiser. Both of those came through, and then about 90% of everything else has not come through. Most recently, I was doing the voice of Big Mac for a little fan project thing, and that, <laughs> I think I'm grateful, fell apart. <laughs> been established you've got a hell of a voice so. yes so, yeah you do you so, so we don't feel the need to butter you up anymore in that department plus we don't need to you've been you've been given pro cred for <laughs> no, I'm just... i have procreated it's true no uh wait no no pro cred no, no. Pro, as in credential credit you see credentials yeah i guess sort of in the way that like a guy who has had one of his shitty poems published in a college zine as a professional <laughs> You gotta publish some role-playing games. You gotta start somewhere. <laughs> hey, before I skedaddle for a second, Josh, I've been meaning to ask you because I'm reading Hobomancer right now and salivating yeah. at how cool the game is. When does the uh, companion? When is the companion due out? And what can we be expecting? I know we're. We're. I think be... we're shooting for the end of this month. And last editing right now, it's just a matter of finishing up the art and getting layout done. The last editing pass this yeah. weekend. It's got more powers. Including the Beardomancer, the Medicine Man, the Flame Singer. I'm sorry, uh, did you say devil. the Beardomancer? Yeah. I'm got intrigued. A, got a magical beard that it can control. Yeah, oh, I know. things in it, can use it like a tentacle. <laughs> <laughs> can, See, that's can, pretty awesome. Symbiotic communication with the uh, fleas and mice and birds that live in it. <laughs> in his um, beard? Yeah. Nice. Medicine Man is your basic healer. Flame Singer's got fire powers. Daredevil's got, like, stunt powers. Um, da 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 da. I got. So I got those. I've got more monsters, including vampires and serpent men. And, and I think you said the hide behind? The hide behind is in it. Yep. Awesome. Yeah, like, it's the hide behind. I may have called it the behinder. I think I called it the hide, hide behind. It's called both. <laughs> behinder. Behinder brings a whole different set of I know, images. That is to... what my grandfather called your cabooser, too, for that matter. <laughs> but 
It's called both in the the lore. But yeah, the hide behind is in it. Hoop snakes. Oh, awesome. Flying flapjacks. <laughs> I love the names you come up with for these. Then I've got, uh, there's some actual hobo. I made some Hobomancer specific signs. Uh, I got a whole new advent. I got a whole adventure in it that I've cool. run numerous times. And God, what else do we got? I've got things for called Hobomancer histories, where basically it's taking the bonds and strings type mechanics from uh, Dungeon World and Monster Hearts and all that, and retweaking them to use in Hobomancer. At least to set up back. They're basically background questions that characters fill out about other characters mm-hmm. to establish connections between them. World. It works really, it's worked world. really well in uh, practice. Oh, so. Are there going to be more sample characters? Mecha- it doesn't have actual mechanics attached to it like it does with the wor- with the dot uh, world games. Will there be more sample characters? Uh, there are no sample player characters. There are more sample sorcerers though, because we didn't actually put any in the first book. So I made a bunch of sample sorcerers, evil spellcasters. So there's more villains. Oh, cool. That's the first thing I look for in a Quags book. I love reading the characters. It's, and that's one only that's, that's to, to your credit. That's one of the few games that I can say that about. I wrote all the I wrote the sample characters for the book, so thank you. <laughs> Woohoo! Uh, actually, let me bring up what's. I can tell you right off what's all in it. Well, oh, you've yeah. given me enough to whet my appetite as it is. Ooh. Say that again. <laughs> Are you making fun of me, sir? No, no, <laughs> I've I've always enjoyed that wet. The way wet? some people you've, say that. You've I can't given do me it enough properly. to wet my appetite. Wet. 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 Yeah. Wet. wet. Wait. Yeah, okay. Yeah, we've seen the Family Guy episode. We yes. <laughs> I have not. Oh, okay. Oh, God. <laughs> you, you should if you can. Or if so there I may, thought that was a genuine question. There may be that. Was that may, that clip may be available on YouTube somewhere. It's, I'm sure it's somewhere. It's, God. They've done the joke numerous times. Yeah, so well, that's probably, probably into the ground. The it, once, it's still going to be fun, funny six more times. Yeah. Hey, Saturday Night Live's made a 45-some year career out of that, so... Yeah. I've got... See, how to recognize a fellow Hobomancer, Hobomancer powers, secret Hobomancer signs, GMC sorcerers, mo- new monsters, Hobomancer histories, an adventure called Bad Train of Coming, and more inspirational sources. So, cool. yeah. Yeah, I just got... So the Hobo Zerker, the Human Dynamo, the Medicine Man, the Rainmaker, the Tattooed Man, and the aforementioned... Daredevil and the Beardomancer. There's one thing I'm a little unclear on, and I'm sure it'll come up in the Hobo Powers chapter, and I read it, but I read it so fast the first read-through that I remember, you know, I just read it and went, oh, what a cool game, and then I put it aside and thought, I'll get get back to this at some point when I'm, you know, going to run it or play it, and that time could be conceivably approaching fairly quickly, so not super quickly, but anyway, so I'm reading it again. And my question is... uh, I'm looking at more monsters oh. I got. Put a lot I, of monsters in here. Good I Lord. played for the Minnesota Hoop Snakes back <laughs> in the day. Oh, the, the hide behind is actually called the behinder. I'll be darned. <laughs> it works. Yeah, you got to go to the doctor for that if, you know. Yeah, as long as it's not like the back ender. <laughs> Tommy Knockers. So he had a question. My question is, and then I really have to take care of the dog, is... Um, Masturbation euphemism? <laughs> I knew you were going to go there. No, it is not a masturbation euphemism. You got to go strangle the rabbit. <laughs> It is now. <laughs> now my, my question is... I have no gotta problem go punch out the mongoose. <laughs> I have no problem with it being a masturbation reference, but does it have to be so goddamn violent? Vlog in the dog. Gotta take an axe to the ostrich. Yeah, I mean, gotta come go on. Gotta go eviscerate the love lizard. 
I, th- I think it was Billy Connolly. He, you know, he was saying, it's, "Yeah, what, what, what the hell is it with you Americans? Is what are you doing? Oh, I'm jerking off!" And it's just it sounds like you're ripping it off of yourself. I mean, come on. <laughs> what was your question? <laughs> My good God. My question was: in the book, it talks about the hobo powers, and it talks about the the kind lady and the devil and the trickster and all those. But then hobos have hobo powers. And I'm a little confused. Are those linked to the same? Uh... No. Okay. One, one's got a capital. One doesn't. Oh, I see. I didn't. Makes, I didn't notice that. It makes that. any better. Capital it, P powers are. Those the, are the deities. Are the deities. Okay, gotcha. Lower P powers are just powers that you have. And then the, I have one more question, which is not Hobo Mancer specific, but I'm trying, and I'll get to that when I'm done. See, now I can't say it was bastards, Alia. When I'm done <laughs> taking care of the dog. Go on. <laughs> Is and you can figure you can you can talk amongst yourselves and see if there's a way. I'm trying to visualize how railroad switches work because a train can't turn. So how in the hell do you do they move it on to a different like if I mean the world roundhouse? It's like a large record player or turntable. Okay, it's got one track on it. You put the train in the middle of that, and then there's like several tracks radiating out of it, and it spins it around and puts it on one track. Like a record player. Yeah, like a record player. He turns it right round. Right round. Right. round. <laughs> <laughs> you can brown. But no, that it's a roundhouse is the the easy question of the, that that's you you go to the railroad roundhouse. They had was one of my hometown, Bellevue, Ohio. Yeah, and you just put it on the in the roundhouse. You put it in the roundhouse. It's like a big circular building. There are like several train tracks coming out, radiating out of it, and a turntable in the middle. You put the engine on that or whatever, and you spin it and switch it to whatever track you need. Oh wow. That's kind of cool. I had no idea. So there's a person who controls the... The roundhouse, yeah. Roundhouse. Yeah, they're, they're coordinated by... I'm not sure what they're called. Roundhouse worker, switcher. I'm not sure. But they're in a separate building from the roundhouse, or they're... I don't know. It probably changes from round roundhouse to roundhouse and what era you're in. Gotcha. Uh, I know they used, to be, they used to be hand-moved. You know, you got a bunch of... Well, I mean, not hand, but it used to be... A, physically move through like cranks and horses and whatnot and then i'm sure they're all electric or diesel now and i i don't know where the operator or coordinator would would be right. they might be in there that might be up on the i know train yards now at least the one that i grew up in my hometown they had the big old train yard and they had you got hills in the train yards because that's how you move cars hmm. not is you roll them to the top of the hill and then you roll them off like a roller coaster and you you've got you know the tracks switch on and off to turn left and right switch on and off and it, it they roll down the hill and on their own power and wait until they get to whatever track they need big old hill and there's like a great big building that kind of kind of like on stilts mm-hmm. kind of like uh you know that kind of overlooks the entire yard you know it's high up kind of like a announcer's booth or box from uh, our officials box in like a stadium hmm. only only much larger at least that's again the, the bellevue train yard and I'm assuming most are going to be along the same line. Cool. I don't see it coming up in-game, but it was something I was yeah. reading something about in the book. The roundhouse is a simple question, how you get from an engine from one track to the other. Okay, yeah, I wondered about that. Cause it, so it's, yeah, I figured it wasn't like a car where you just go, shoom, and the train is now heading to, uh, you yeah, know, They don't turn wherever. around. Because that would be a fun exercise in, watch the cars all fall down. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Watching the uh, yeah, several thousand tons of train roll down the uh, the hill is pretty exciting. <laughs> I hear that train a coming. It's rolling down the hill. 
I don't think no, they'll they do. stop they, they here, the and I guess you never the will. Get an yeah. engine, push them up to the top of the hill, and they shove them off. That is pretty cool. You mentioned the tattooed man is like one of the power not powers. That's the powers, John. Yeah, first that came to my mind was like Ray Bradbury's story. I'm sure that was an influence. I've never actually read it. Uh, I'm I'm sure when someone originally suggested it, that was what they were thinking. Well, I've read that, a lot of Bradbury. I've never read tra- tra- uh, Tattooed Man. I'm afraid. Well, that and something wicked this way comes. So, but yeah, this is a, a 1930s. Cool, tattoos aren't really used much. Yeah. Unless you're a circus, circus freak or a strange visitor from the Orient. Awesome. I can't wait to see it when it comes out. Too much stuff I want to buy. You should buy this. I always support Hex Games, even though I'm too damn lazy to get the rest of my setting written and out. So. Understand. I got to play more Carcosa this week, and I'm really enjoying that setting. A lot of it's the GM. I mean, a lot of it's the setting. A lot of the GM's also very good, and it's tweaking all my buttons for uh, exploration and resource management and just weird shit. I'm getting that mixed up with the City of Dreams, I'm pretty sure. It's named after Carcosa from, you know, from oh, okay. Craft and Chambers. It's an alien planet, and there's Haster and the alien city and all that, but it's it's so a horrible... I- it's a horrible planet of despair and insanity, and basically we are, you know, naked, penniless, and on fire at any given time. That sounds pretty awesome. Yeah, it is. It's, we start with nothing and like, oh, look, it's an iron knife. Ooh, gimme, gimme. <laughs> Who wants the rotten leather armor? Oh, please, please. I've got nothing but a loincloth. All right. Pointed stick. I'll take that pointed some... stick. Don't throw away that pointed stick. I need... always wanted to do some old school dark sun along those lines. It's, oh, yeah, it's got, the, it's got some definite dark sun feel to it. That guy who created Dark Sun's got a new project out where he's making like the spiritual successor to Dark Sun and he's doing like putting out the book. He's also doing like a concept album of prog rock and everything. Uh-huh. He's, he's awesome. putting out the whole thing. That's called Dragon Kings, I think. Yeah, I remember seeing that. Man, yeah, one Timothy Brian Brown. I've never actually, I never played Dark Sun. Me either. I, I did. Never, it never interested me at the time. Nowadays, it looks kind of interesting. I've played Dark Sun. It was very interesting. I got to play a half giant. I mean, that's one of the player races. Alignments. Every time, every day they wake up. Yep. Every day they wake up. There was somebody new, but I, God, I think that was the first time I ever played a character whose intelligence was like under 10 and his was like three. Oh, 64 hours to go on the Kickstarter. Mm-hmm. New fantasy game world conceived and presented in fiction, art, and music simultaneously by Timothy Brown. Yeah, he's doing like art and it's good looking art. Music. Wow. Cool. System. Now, I should look at this. It's looking more. I didn't really. Dark Sun never did anything for me. I'm looking at like some of the art on here. I'm like, I could do. I might have time for that. Kyphus is a world in decline. Yeah, it's got some definite Brom look to it. I think that's where I first saw his art. Oh, Savage Rules and PDF Rules. I don't care for either of those. Yeah. That's right. That's why I didn't back it. I don't really care for Pathfinder, and Savage Worlds fans have made me sick of Savage Worlds. I know what you mean, man. I listen to a bunch of podcasts for it. Only play with Savage Worlds, and they are shocked and offended if you do not play Savage Worlds either. It's weird. Just uh... I, I like Savage Worlds. I do, but they have made me so sick of Savage Worlds. I picked up the book for Savage Worlds, but I've never had the chance to play it. So I played it. I enjoy. It. I, I played old school Deadlands. I've played some Savage Worlds since then. I like Savage Worlds, but the, their damn fans are, are making me disgusted with it. Sounds like Bernie's. I don't know. Bernie's, comma, weekend at. Yeah, yeah, we've already talked about that. How certain Bernie's, comma, Python. Yeah, basically how certain fandoms make us sick. Oh, okay, yeah. And that's why I I avoid fandoms or even things I like. 
Doctor Who, I've got some cachet because I've been a fan for 30 years. You're grandfathered in. Yeah. Grandfathered in. Also, I just don't really hang out with them too much. I avoid, like, the plague Adventure Time fandom because I love Adventure Time and I want to continue to love Adventure Time, but I can yes. tell that there are some weird fans out there that I don't need to talk to. I'm thankful I've never even run into it. I just enjoy the show. Yep. Mm-hmm. I got some of my students really love the show, but thankfully there's none, like, no rabid fandom on campus or anything, so... I've run into a couple bronies, and they live up to expectation. My, my, my son is one. I'm like, all right. His My Little Pony's post-apocalyptic roleplay is strangely dark, but he's 13, so I don't know what I expected. Yeah, that's what it's supposed to be. There's a lot of demon slaying and murder and, <laughs> and violence in there. I'm like, why? Okay, okay, I get that. You guys are, like, fighting monsters and post-apocalypse and fallout and all that, but why are you ponies? Because <laughs> they like ponies. Yeah. yeah, that's pretty much it. I'm like, I don't, they, they're, it's like carrot and salad. Their yeah. sense of humor is not so developed that they've got this sense of absurdism that I would enjoy. It's like, no, they just, I don't no, know. Because ponies they're are cool. all, all <laughs> animals with me. Because I was like, back in black and white Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle days, I was a big mutant animal fan. But Thank so are you. They, are these mutant ponies? No, no, they're just regular ponies. Like, how do, how do they hold their guns? There's, there's some logical inconsistencies in this universe. How the hell do ponies pick up shit? flipper babies? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I should make up a shirt with a pony and then the legend Children of Thalidomide. <laughs> uh, oh. Dragon Kings looks really cool. Why can't they put it out for like Labyrinth Lord or something else? Well, I mean, you can always get it, you can always pick it up for the setting and then system hack it. Yeah, or I could make my own goddamn setting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's that's the problem I have with buying books just for setting. Yeah. <laughs> like, like I'm, just do it yourself. I, I am creative enough. I can make my own goddamn setting. I don't need to pay money to do it. Or I can look at any number of, you know. The only book that I might be inclined to do that with is Wolfsung because I really like the Wolfsung setting. And every time I try and parse the system, I'm like, this system. That's so I do not, do weird not care to for me it. because I thought when I was reading the test drive rules that it was a really. Yeah, the test drive rules are nice. And then when you get in the actual rules, it gets oh. really unnecessarily complicated and weird. It's, nah. it's weirdly complicated. And not like bad. It's just like there were a couple screening it going, I don't know. Uh, ironically enough, it would it would port really well to Savage Worlds. And I still might run it with Savage Worlds because it would port so easily. It's one of those things where when I was reading the book, there were several points in time where I had to pause and go, did they translate that right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I know a lot of it's coming from a different gaming culture, so maybe the you know, I understand like the the black eye or the dark eye in Germany's got the same kind of problems where it's just like layer upon layer of weird rules that don't necessarily mesh together and might not be required. No, no that's German society. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> that's for Dieter if he's listening. No, no, yeah. his part isn't getting podcasted. Oh, he, he is. He always is. <laughs> I like his uh, Dresden Files character, who was the most German man in the world. Yep. <laughs> What's his name? It's something Adolf something else. Yeah, Wilhelm Adolf Deutsch. Yeah, he, <laughs> with his magic riding crop. I'm like, what? Good God. <laughs> the most German man in the world. You're playing another Dresden Files game? How no, dare I you? Playing, I am playing the same Dresden Files game. Different characters. Oh. Huh. We had a flashback. We had a our, our scheduled name didn't go off because of a uh, someone couldn't show up. So because uh, of fucking civilians, you can't keep a commitment. Oh yeah. goddamn it! I'm sorry. Al, no, Al, you weren't even there. 
Al ran a, a fla- <laughs> we basically did a flashback that I didn't realize that he had been running other Dresden Files adventures in the same universe. So we did some flashback to like three years previous. It's a quick little one off. It was fun. Bambi played Rosetta Marshall. Oh, cool. It was her creation. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Rosetta Stone just because. The late be... 90s dark wave slash goth band that I listened to a lot. That'd make a cool pulp name for a female. Uh, no, the language player. training software. I used to be a big fan of Rosetta Stone. Season three of uh, Cartoon Action Hours Hour. came out this weekend. Yes, it did. And I just got my free yeah, copy. Run your run and thunder for us. Yeah. Uh, well, I guess I can ditch my Hobomancer plans and, and set something up for that. Actually, see, I don't know enough about Thundar to do a good job running it, is the problem. Well, it wouldn't matter. I don't think anyone here actually wants to play Thundar. <laughs> I think we want to play something in that I, spirit. Thundar-ish. I would totally play in that universe. Oh, hell yeah. I, I, yeah I'm not going to, I don't want to play Thundar or Ukla. Yeah. Ariel, no, I, I didn't think you did. I, it's At least if, it's, if we're going to go post-apocalyptic, at least it's fun post-apocalyptic and not... Hey. Wait a minute, Blind Gate, you were the one that gave me the frickin' PDF book of the well, guys. That's, oh, the wrote... Black Thor, that's not Thundar. Yeah. It was inspired by Thundar, I guess it's... it's there close. are plenty of, by the way, there are plenty of Thundar RPG supplements to be found on the internet, because I own three of them. Oh, wow, holy crap. Okay, under a Broken, do a search for Under a Broken Moon, and you'll find a couple of them. Okay. No, here's Under a Broken Moon, the Thundar role-play, role-playing game library. And I know I've got one somewhere here that someone put out for Mutant Future. Oh, I'm sure it's easy enough to... Yeah. Also, it's, it's, just it's, watch a bunch of Thundar and go about your business. Is it on... Is it is it streaming somewhere? Do you know? It, uh, everything is streaming I'm, somewhere. I'm sure most <laughs> of it is on... It was on Netflix for a while. I'm not sure if it's still on there now. Not anymore. I'm sure most... A good chunk of it is probably available on YouTube. Oh, okay, that's true. Uh, yeah, that's true. That I should be my go-to. I a bunch of them, but they're really lousy. Mm. And they are obviously, like, taped off of someone's video recording, and the resolu- it's they're old enough that the resolution is... <laughs> They oh, fill about right. maybe a quarter, maybe an eighth of my screen. <laughs> I'm like, oh, man, someone did these in the days of dial-up. They're also on DVD, and I keep meaning to buy them <laughs> because I will actually give them money to watch the entire run of Thundar. Thundar, hey, the barbarian. To watch things of, new, new, of nebulous quality, I finally watched uh, Star Trek in the Darkness. Everybody keeps knocking. I love Al, that movie. Al, I was determined to like that movie despite the show. Al, I'm going to watch it. I'm going to enjoy it. And I watched it like, ooh. Ooh, yee. see, I don't get it. I, I, why? The one, the one girl, the the one girl, that new female character they added was absolutely worthless to the plot. I understand they needed more female characters, but she contributed nothing to the plot. Have we all seen it now? Was I the last one? Oh, I, oh, damn it! Okay. I haven't seen it, but go right ahead and talk about it. I don't care. And I was enjoying, like, okay, this is their version of Khan. Got that, but they. Every time they did, like, some kind of obvious shout-out to the first movie, it totally took me out of it. Yeah, like, same. I, did, I will agree with you there. I had a problem with that. And apparently now, like, oh, apparently we've got Khan. Okay, okay they need Khan taken alive so they can synthesize his blood and save Kirk. You've got 37 other augments right there in frozen storage. You do not need Khan. You've got 37 other people right there in the hold. And if you fuck it up, you got 36 more tries. <laughs> Who have the sick powers is Khan. Don't you <laughs> love plot holes? My thought is the that they would have hole. to... Un- oh, and apparently now we can resurrect people from the dead. Yay, Federation. We can already teleport from Earth to Kronos. Instantly teleport. Why do we have spaceships anymore? Because you know, they're awesome. I know that. That's like, oh, there are some, like... And I can usually write off, like, hand wave, like, okay, we used that once as a plot element in the first movie, no problem. But then they brought it up again in the second movie. I was like, okay, now that is an actual bit of the setting. 
So then why the fuck do we have starships? I don't know. We can teleport thousands of light. We can teleport into the center of the neutral zone now from Earth. Well, but it's yeah, like they... trying to fire a bullet to hit another bullet off the Apparently, back of a horse. Yeah, and they can do it now. <laughs> Scotty figured out how to do it. The Federation took his tech, his equations, and then Khan did it. It's apparently not a big thing. Also, they're going to shoot a torpedo from the edge of the of the uh, neutral zone into Kronos? I figured the main planet of the villains was going to be a little farther into the neutral zone. I don't know. I had some major problems with it. I didn't hate it, but I'm like, oh, I can see all the arguments here. I'm glad I bought it used. Well, and those aren't even the arguments I've heard. The arguments I've heard are like, oh, Kirk wouldn't act like that. And I think those yeah, are I, I didn't mind Kirk's any of the characterizations. I thought they were all pretty spot on. I mean, I realize the whole thing's going to become a Star Trek parody of itself, but that's fine. I'm fine I, with broad. I'm, it, they're, they're really broad because you've only got two hours to tell something. So they've got a real broad characterizations. Like, right. Here's, this is mm-hmm. Christopher Pine is doing, you know, his imitation of of James Kirk and well except that he's really not I mean he's yeah I mean not... he's doing he's doing and well, he kind of is I mean that's the character and that's yeah but fine. he's not doing Shatnerisms thank God no he's not as the as opposed to uh guy doing McCoy whose name escapes me um, Carl Urban I don't mind thank... him though because he's so damn oh, yeah, he's good at his yeah Carl Urban does a great divorce killer <laughs> I mean good he's God Urban... it's like he's channeling the man oh I know he, he's he's doing a divorce Kelly impersonation but he's doing it so well yeah I mean that one. That doesn't bother me. Because he's yeah. the only one... I guess kind of Zachary Quinto does it with Spock, I suppose, but his... I I, I really like his Spock. Yeah. Oh, and then, like, old Spock shows up. I'm like, no, stop it! I don't like having a god you can call up. <laughs> like, hey, uh, so in your universe, was this con a good guy or a bad guy? Oh, he's a bad guy? Thanks. We'll be gone Appreciate now. It. Yeah. I'm like, oh, Jesus, really? That's the, That was... That hurt. My problem, was, it, my problem with it, my problem with it was... my hands, I'm like, no, 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 no. You don't just have the guy. You call up and ask questions. <laughs> well, I shouldn't tell you this, but I'm going to anyway. I'm going to anyway. Oh, Why not? Jesus. My problem was that I didn't feel like it needed... I didn't feel like this. it was necessary to make this character con. I would have had a lot more of a... I wouldn't have had as much of a problem with it if it really seemed like he was intrinsically... Khan, Noonien, Singh. It didn't feel... It was like, oh, let's make this... A very Anglo-Saxon-looking guy named Khan, too. Yeah. yeah how do you explain that one in the alternate timeline? C-O-H-E-N or something. Yeah, <laughs> Cohen. Yeah. Why, why, that, why the hell couldn't they just come up with an original villain? Because they wanted... Yeah, they could have. And I, I'm almost inclined to think maybe they did. And then the studio's like, hey, you know, uh, why don't you make them uh, that Carter Montalban guy? Or like it's it's really and they're like uh, well, you know it's better to cummerbatch right like yeah whatever I kind of liked what they did if they were gonna bring Khan into it and at first it did take me out of the story the first time I saw it but when I thought about it and and I revisited it I liked the way they made Kirk Kirk did what Spock would have done and vice versa in the in the course of the of the movie yeah. and that kind of brings them together I thought that was pretty neat and they and so if they were gonna use the wrath of Khan they did it in a pretty cool way and I'll say. When when Spock yells out "Con" and goes to, I was just like, "Oh shit!" Because we've no, established. that irritated me. I'm like, "Oh," because I was already like, as soon as Kirk ran into the reactor, I'm like, "Oh no, I know where this is going." Well, yeah, I was there with you too. But and then when he shouted "Con," I'm like, "Okay, I am." Ugh. See, I no, thought that, that was took, pretty. That took me right out of it. See, I thought that part of it was was cool because we've established in this Trek alternate timeline that Spock has anger issues, and I thought, you know, if you take if you're gonna do this then do it right, and Khan is about to get a world I mean, of I, Vulcan hurt. I like the Khan 
I like or I like the the Spock Uhura stuff actually yeah. a lot. I don't know. I wasn't. Imp- I, I was. I was disappointed with it. I'm also disappointed that I can't go back to Al and go. That was good, Al. What are you talking about? Yeah, I damn it, Al. I liked it better in subsequent viewings. Let me should have known better. I'm probably not going to watch it subsequently. That's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> See, you can rent movies for that kind of thing. You, you do know this. Well, it was like we bought it at the used place. I'm assuming my wife didn't spend more than seven bucks on it. So you know, <laughs> I haven't rented a movie in five years easily. <laughs> I'm just gonna stay quiet over here. I'm not that much of a Star Trek geek, so I wouldn't. Really I'm not that much of a Star Trek geek. It's just that I'm not much of a. It just Here's it irritated, it irritated more on storytelling the Star Wars than, movie. It irritated me more on storytelling levels than it did on actual like Star Trek levels. Yeah, I, I, I'm still kind of wary about the whole Episode Seven that's going to be coming out. I don't. I don't have a. Uh, this is the first time that J.J. Abrams has made me angry. I'm trying to figure out where the internet suddenly and geeks suddenly realized, suddenly decided they didn't like J.J. Abrams because I like Cloverfield and I thought Alias got pretty good reviews. And I'm glad to hear I'm not the only. I like. Like I like the original. I like. Yeah. I, I like did the original. Enjoy Cloverfield. And I enjoyed the first Star Trek movie a lot. So, but suddenly everyone like when he announced he was for for Star Wars, everyone went, "What? J.J. Abrams is a hack." I'm like. Like, you yeah, could do a no. lot worse than – he's Steven Spielberg's protege. You could do a lot worse. Yeah. Yeah, Michael Bay. I mean, he's not He's not my friend. Oh, God. Ooh, ooh, Uwe Boll. You, you know, know yeah, even I, having I mean, said I that, really I would to... even have preferred him directing the prequels than what we got from Lucas. Yeah, I would really love to see Guillermo del Toro do Star Trek, Star Wars, but I'd watch Guillermo del Toro do anything. But, you know. Thank you. J.J. Abrams is going to be fine. I Whatever. still hope to God is... that the Mountains of Madness are coming out sometime <laughs> Which will uh, be ne- no, it's not probably never gonna come out. Yeah, probably never. I was, gonna I, was I was my my goal was like, yeah, Pacific Rim's gonna make billions of dollars because it's giant robots, America, and then he'll do whatever he want, and he and it didn't, and I'm like, fuck you, America, you don't deserve good movies. <laughs> John Carter, Scott Pilgrim, Pacific Rim, all tank, screw you all, I'm done. <laughs> yeah, I haven't I haven't seen Pacific Rim, and I haven't seen Scott Pilgrim, <laughs> but John Carter was a I love Pacific Rim so much. It was fun. Pacific Rim was freaking awesome. I will say this about Ian, I was down there with Leighton from Hex Games. I was visiting him when we watched it together because I was like, Leighton, can I convince you to go watch a movie about giant robots and giant monsters? He's like, I think you probably can. <laughs> we watched it and we're like 13-year-old kids going, oh my god, look at that. Oh, they're in the Shatterdrome. The Shatterdrome. Holy shit. <laughs> the guy shouts out, Rot, use Rocket Elbow. I'm like, holy shit, he said use Rocket Elbow. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> we, were just like, we, we were giddy. It was a great movie. It was fun. It's unlike you know, Michael Bay does things like, hey, uh, America, giant robots are stupid, but I'm going to make them cool. So here's Transformers. And like Gilmero de Toro's like, no, America, giant robots are already cool. Let me show you why they're cool. And America said, no, they're not. They're stupid. We want to see Transformers. <laughs> Want, no, they wanted to go see. They wanted to go see Stepdad Two or whatever it was, or Grown Up Grown Two. Up two. Oh, Jesus me Christ! Too. Why? That's what. The, that's what beat. Well, it didn't do that much better than. I mean, it didn't exactly do well after Pacific the Rim after the initial Pacific. week end. Yeah, well, yeah, because that tank, as everyone said, oh, Grown Ups is terrible. But it beat <laughs> Pacific Rim, and then Despicable Me Two also beat Pacific Rim. And then I'm like, I just don't know America. I <laughs> still Rim think is awesome. I still think somebody. See, if West End Games was still around, we would have our Monsters versus Aliens role-playing game, and that's what I think needs to happen. 